If we're willing to create room for that new next iteration of ourselves or our soul to evolve is when we can really start to get into the juiciness of, of the depth of who we are. Welcome back to Passionate Pursuits, powered by Quirns Coaching, LLC. I'm your host, Bridget Quirns. So sometimes when I record these podcasts ahead of time and then go back to edit them before publication, I come upon an interview that really touches on some deep chords of things I'm going through right now. This is one of those interviews. It just feels like every message in it was for me, and I hope it resonates with you as well. Welcome back to the show. I'm blessed to be joined today by Jeannie Street. This beautiful soul is a God-based medium and conduit of the profound. She taps into the infinite to give you the gift of unconditional love. And it is my hope that today's conversation will fill your cup and inspire you to claim your gifts so you too can experience the joy of serving others from your full potential. Welcome to the podcast, Jeannie. Oh, thank you so much, Bridget, for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. So for our listeners who don't know, um, you are the host of the Angels Don't Lie podcast. And a few episodes back, you were joined by Sarah Jenks, who I absolutely adore. And Sarah said something that I think is such a great jumping off point. She said, stepping into the assignment of really being seen and being visible is the most selfless thing that somebody can do. So if we can just run with that and tell me how did you begin to fully embody your divine assignment i love that i I love that quote too that sarah Mm. shared and i think i think i've always taken my divine assignments on and never realized that's what i was doing Mm -hmm. so to speak um you know from a time of like you know a young teenager I actually a young girl I always knew I'd be a mother and mm-hmm. I took that role and I stepped into it uh, at a very young age and and that was my assignment and my assignment was to be a mother at the age of 20 to to have not only my children but then foster children and then you know the assignments change and mm-hmm. if we're willing to to create room for that new next iteration of ourselves or our soul to evolve is when we can really start to get into the juiciness of of the depth of who we are Mm. and so my assignment for you know tapping in um tapping into the gift i already had to to work with it uh it was it for for me it was no-brainer it was like i couldn't not do it like it Mm -hmm. just presented itself it came it came forward and it was like, okay, now's the time. I love that you said I couldn't not do it. That's, I really think that's how, that's how I feel personally. I think that's how a lot of people will feel when they finally respond to that nudge. Um, but for me, sort of the unfolding of that was me not ignoring, but pushing back a little bit and um, eventually I was suffering from physical ailments because I was pushing back. It was like, no, this has to come out in you. This has to come out so much so that your physical body is going to manifest this discord Mm -hmm. of you not listening. 
And that's so true. What happens when we are in resistance, in a resistant state, the energy within our being mm. stops flowing in its natural rhythm. And that's when we start to uh, build up toxins. We take in other energies that aren't ours and it creates um, an atmosphere within us that that it's more toxic than it is good. It, it's yeah. more fear-based than it is love. Um, and then there usually is a, and I think most healers have this, most souls, you reach a point where it's like, I can no longer live this way. This, you know, you have that breaking point. Um, and it's a lot like someone who has an addiction because it is an, addi an, an addiction. It's an addiction to not being your truest form, uh, to, to hanging out in that, you know, flight or fight, I'm sorry, flight or fight syndrome where your body is always on go and releasing that cortisol and that's an addiction. And so you just start, you know, reeling and reeling and reeling when really there is calm and peace. It already is here. Mm -hmm. It's not on the outside, not something to go and get. It's something to, to be. Yeah. Yeah. To embody. Yeah. How do you work with people in recognizing that and embodying it through my gifts it's really i mean i can you know immediately sit down with someone and you know start reading their energy so i've had to learn to turn that off so mm -hmm. like i could be in conversation as like the normal like the still genie you know this like yeah. uh, you know human side of me or i can be in the veil and just go and just be like mm -hmm. ooh, okay so i know it is seeing these nuances and the brilliant part about when we tap into our gifts is God will use our sensitivities, the things we've already been through, mm -hmm. and we'll feel it and sense it on other people. We can totally tap in and be like, ooh, I'm sensing some tightness in your gut. Oh, I'm getting this. Um, and that's, you know, typically how it'll start for me. It can be very innocent. Say I'm not, uh, not in session and we're just, you know, here on a podcast and if they want me to go there, they're going to knock on the door. They're going to be like, hey, I want you to come in and talk to Bridget about this, A, B, and C. And then we'll go and we'll have yeah. a, a conversation. And then there's the connection. And then God will just keep providing. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. So I was raised in a church that was very, you know, I think at its heart, it's mystical. A mm -hmm. lot of Christian traditions are really. Yes. Um, but the way in which that was presented was, oh, no, we don't, we don't do that. Or we don't, that's mm -hmm. not for us. And as I've grown and matured in my own spirituality, there's this awakening of why are we allowing someone else to package God for us? Right. Well, so religion, religion you know, I grew up Catholic and, you know, I do, I do love religion mm -hmm. um, because it is, it does encompass God, yeah. but religion was taken from its original seed, its originality and, and moved into what man wanted it. And so it's mm -hmm. missing, it's missing the divine feminine. It's missing, yeah. it's mi missing holy truths. And so if we can see that and we can bring in those holy truths that we can, mm -hmm we can tap into the divinity well we'll find that man-made rules don't match god rules we mm -hmm. can find it in we can find proof of that in scripture we can find it yeah um yeah 
Yeah, that was that was specifically, I mean, you just spoke to, and I'm sure this is no mistake, but you just spoke to something that had been a struggle for me. And I'm going to say probably I'm 38. This is the majority of my life, probably since age four or five. Really, that divine feminine just was shut down for me. It was a protective mechanism from some things that I witnessed and experienced in childhood. And I just said, no, no, this is not safe. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be the receiver of this. And therefore, I'm going to become an island and I'm going to get real curious and investigate and fix things. And that's such a masculine energy of efforting and working. Mm -hmm. And um, probably a couple months ago, I just really dove in headfirst and I was like, you know what? I'm ready to meet my spirit team. I want to know who's guiding me, who's there, who's supporting me. And as I mean, as soon as I opened up to that, this beautiful feminine presence showed herself and, and she said, I'm Ashra. And I said, who is, who is this? Like, I feel like I should know this. So I start doing all the research as I'm prone to do. And I come to realize, oh my goodness, Asherah and El are the divine masculine and feminine faces of God. It's God. It's just the divine feminine of God that I had that I had hidden or been disconnected from. And so much has opened up for me as I've been exploring that. What does that look like for me? How do I embody that? How do I become more receptive and soften and it's been a beautiful process, but Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if that's something that many people have experienced and didn't even know that they were cut off from. Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. And there's this, there's this moment in time right here and now where there's a new form of being a feminist, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the day, a feminist uh, could be seen as being a little bit uh angry or hateful towards men um and you know they had a fight and there was a reason for it and now the new form is inclusive mm. inclusivity it's it's leaning in it's but it's it's doing so by honoring all that we are and allowing that to flower and that to feed and and being the gentle reminder that we don't have to over research like you already knew Mm. And if you stayed a little longer, it would have presented all of it would would have unfolded and it would have been like, oh, so now it's about trust. It's about trusting mm-hmm. and trusting and trusting and trusting. And that's what's going to be passed down is that our our children's children, children are all they're going to have that faith, which is that they have the knowing and that will be in the forefront. It will no longer be that you have to reach to find it, to prove it, to be like, oh, I have to resource this. Here's this, mm-hmm. you know, divine being. And this is what it means. You will automatically, it's automatically. So that's, that's what the journey is. And that's what you're mm-hmm. doing. That's yeah. what, as women leaders, that's, that's what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing that I've been looking into and discovering is, oh, there is this, this is so much bigger than I could have ever imagined it to be. And a Mm. few years into this spiritual unfolding, I'm going, we are so surrounded by this heavenly team 
<laughs> yes. yes. And, and it's all over all the time. And, all and the inspiration, place. everyone is getting these, these whispers of inspiration and you can track back in history, the nudges that people have received from the yes. divine. And they'll say, oh, it wasn't my knowledge or it wasn't my song or yeah. it wasn't my book. Read about any saint, you know, there, that's a beautiful way to, to see. Mm. Um, and saints, like the disciples weren't perfect people. They weren't yep. people without flaws or sins or problems. They actually were regular freaking people that were just doing their best mm -hmm. to, to shine that light. They weren't the holiest of holy. So this is a remembrance that we are that, that, that is who we are. We are disciples. Mm -hmm. We are leaders of love. And we have that opportunity every day to stand in that frequency of, mm, can I, can I soften today? Can I mm -hmm. lean in? It, it's not about being different. It's about being more of you. Yes. Yes. That was something that came to me recently too. Mm -hmm. I had, I had posted about people who were saying, oh, you've changed so much. You're not mm -hmm. the same person you were. And usually it's coming from someone who's, who's very religious and is holding this. You used to look like this and you don't look like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is not good. This is, I mean, bordering on people calling me, oh, this is demonic. This is, <laughs> I wrote about this in my first book, just so you know, like in, oh in the goddess, you, I tell the story of like stepping into this, of who I really yeah. am, this iteration. And and again, those tones coming from people that I I loved, people that I respected, people that were in my family, and they were like, and they weren't meaning it in a nice way. They were like, mm, "You're different. Like, yeah. please, please go back." Mm -hmm. And again, like when you're in this space of of owning this this part of you that you haven't remembered was really present, mm -hmm. you you can't give it up. Like, there's there's something inside of you like I can't let that go for the sake of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, we might, we might put it down a little bit, but then we long for it and we crave for it. And we'll see other women, you know, spearing ahead and, and doing it. And that's why they're coming forward. God brings them so we can, yep. we can remember it's a mirror for us. Mm, come back. You're good. You're good. Come here. Mm. Come forward. There is a short story that just popped into my head and I, I can't put my head, I can't wrap my head around who the author of it is. It's called The Birthmark. And what you said just resonated so much with this idea. There's a woman who's born with this birthmark mm. and she's beautiful and wonderful and kind and loving and generous. And, and she and her fiance are getting married and the night before their wedding, he decides to put her to sleep and remove this birthmark so she can mm. be not disfigured anymore. And when he cuts away this birthmark, um, she dies. Mm. And he comes to the realization that that birthmark was her, that it was like, it's like people trying to remove the soul of who you are. Like that is right. so much you that there isn't anything more authentic than that, but they want you without that. And you can't possibly. And this is so amazing. We're going to tap into this because it also goes on what you, what you do to yourself. 
Mm. It doesn't always have to come from that outside source of somebody Mm. wanting to remove something. What is it that you're wanting to remove from yourself? And that's like the spiritual death. Mm. Right. That's that's the, the part you forget your, your yumminess. You forget all that you are because you're trying to morph and change into something you think others will be more pleased with. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah that people pleasing yeah oh my gosh yeah this is tapping into something really potent Mm. I've definitely felt that and it takes a great move of of God and of our authentic spirit this enlivening force to say when I step into the wholeness of who I am and who I was created to be, this infinite spark of divine, when I really embody that, there may be things that fall away. There may be people that fall away. But what comes is what I am divinely attracting. So here's the the big storyline though we start to do it and it gets scary Mm -hmm. and i call this a slingshot effect we we go back in this Mm -hmm. like almost like a rubber bandy like we 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 fall out of it and and something might happen and it's this is not about a wrong decision or a wrong like there isn't like you're not making a wrong choice like if you choose to stay in a relationship that's not serving you say it's not bad or wrong it's maybe maybe you're falling out of your alignment because there needs to be a little bit more healing. So what if there's just this gentleness that you, your soul just needed more time. And it's really how we communicate with ourselves. It's like, dang it. I wish I learned that lesson. And you know, then we're really harsh and then we're self-punishing. But what if instead it was, "Mm, I can see that I wasn't in the place yet to be able to hold this much light. So I needed a little more time to marinate and remember all that I am and to grow stronger to step out and be the light. And so Mm -hmm. you are being the light where you are, if you remember, and, uh, and you get to be it in that phase. But if we're self punishing and criticizing and we're just cementing into fear. Mm -hmm. I think you and I both know the answer to this, but I'd love for us to be able to put it into words for others who are wondering how can we sense when an agreement or a situation is is serving our highest good or when mm-hmm. it is out of alignment. It is not in our head because you can run through the resources, you can run through the proof, you can look on the outside for, all right, well, boom, boom, boom. But if your body... Mm-hmm. your body is is telling you if you're tuning it out and you're forgetting your body knows the answers and how's how do we know that our body is not being the thing that we're following well we probably have digestive issues i mean a clear tail telltale sign of someone that isn't paying attention to their gut has a lot of anxiety because they're not processing they're not leaning into what their intuition how god is speaking to them they're ignoring it they start to have you know IBS and all, all different issues in the gut. Um, Mm -hmm. 
because it is through the heart center you'll find your answer. It is through the heart and the belly. And so leaning in there is where you're going to know your truth. It's you're going to you're going to be like, mm, I feel I feel this in my body, not I think this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to go deeper in that. Um, the gut being a place where we feel this because we can also trace this back to you touched on the heart center back to the the yellow ray the the solar plexus chakra which is really our relation to groups society other you know and and yeah if something is out of alignment for us there that is well, definitely well, why why is that so yeah um when you're sensitive to energy oh, mm-hmm. and you've had experiences which we all have and we can refer to those as trauma mm-hmm. we can refer to those as like you know that good girl experience where you're always trying to please. Um, that's a form of trauma, by the way. Mm. What happens is you are using your energy to sense the world around you. And typically, sensitive souls, empaths, will exit their body in order mm. to read the energy in the room around the people to sense if they're safe there. Mm-hmm. to sense if something's familiar to the same tone that they experienced back then. So we start to get desensitized by earthbound energy because mm. earthbound energy is laced with fear. So then mm. what we're doing is we're always trying to process the energy around us and that's exhaustion because so much is in the world around us that we're going to pick up feelings and and pains and senses and then we're trying to assign meaning to them and then then they kind of come in and take hold. So the empath mm-hmm. can take the energy in and the energy can actually shift their DNA. They can start to take on health issues that weren't theirs. They can start to transform from their original healthy state into morph into something other. So that's the one key, big, huge problem is we're addicted to reading energy to feel mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. instead of holding in and and getting to the safety here with our senses dialed into the heart center. What do I see through my heart? What do I feel through mm-hmm. my heart? You know, running all those senses through the heart center that untangles them from the outside world. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to put this really practically say, I mean, let's just give a scenario. Um, I don't know. So you belong to an organization, or maybe this is even a job, a workplace. I just picture someone entering a place that has a great number of people and therefore a Mm -hmm. large amount of energy swirling in here. And they step into this space. How can they connect into their body and say, okay, is this serving my highest good? Right. I don't, I don't want to read what everyone else is giving. So off you're not going to do it in the moment, right? This is, yeah. this. you you can surround yourself in the moment. So you start to feel a semblance of you, but this is a daily practice. And it's what mm-hmm. I, I, I train my people that come into my mastery to learn how to use their gifts to do mm-hmm. is you set the tone. You're not just working when you have a client, you're doing this. This is lifestyle. This is every yeah. day you're yeah. deciding the frequency that you're living in. The frequency is love. And what matches love is the only thing that come in, that can come in. That's it. So you you begin your day before you put your feet on the ground with a blessing, with a, mm-hmm. a, a healing of sorts. It's like coming all in, 
I call it dialing your energy centers in. Um, yeah. You can become really proficient at that because when the addiction is to be open all the time, because you like, there's a part of that that you like to have the prediction type of energy mm-hmm. to, to feel safe or whatever, um, turning it off can feel like, well, then I won't know, but actually mm-hmm. you'll, you'll actually know what God has intended for you and not the rest of the noise. So you're going to feel good. Yeah. And this is how, when you start entering your, your workplace or the field where there's a ton of energy that you're all in, mm-hmm. that you're not looking to feel safe there. You are safe because you are the light. Mm. So it's creating that bubble of love and light around you. It's dialing those energy centers into the point of instead of being at a 10, they're at a four. So you're not receiving and getting toxic all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's how you set the tone. And there's more to that, but mm-hmm. easily it's just like wearing your God suit. Yeah. It's like put on your God suit in the morning and say a prayer of protection. See that number four float over your body and just call all of your senses in mm-hmm. by just breathing and being in the moment and then step into the place. Mm-hmm. And you can discern from that point if it is meant for you to be there because what you're if you're over sensing energy it might not feel like it's a fit for you because Mm. you're you're too open i love that piece of discernment um i I had actually written down to to talk to you about this how does someone discern okay what energy am i picking up on or Mm. especially for a medium who is coming through here who is speaking because that discernment is so critical it's another important part of, of what I teach my students is to, you know, make sure that we're resourcing the energy. My first rule of thumb for anyone who has a sensitivity to energy, which we all do, but my, my rule of thumb is there's a line in the sand, only that which is of God can come to me. Mm-hmm. So we're saying out loud, we're, we're professing, we're declaring that we are not going to read or receive energy that is outside of God. That starts to stop and turn off all of the fear energy that's trying to zing you and bring you down. All the shadow energy, those of you that can see shadow, those of you that get predictions all the time. Mm -hmm. um, That's not how God intended us to work. He didn't want Mm -hmm. us to have the predictions as the storyline. He wanted us to have the guidance where our free will to choose was amplified because that's mm-hmm. the greatest gift that God has given us that free will. So I resource, we resource, like if something comes in that doesn't feel in the frequency of love, if something comes in that has that dark shadow tone, if it comes in with a prediction, we bring it and we resource it. And we ask our team of angels, our guides, we ask to be, to see this. And if it's mm-hmm. meant for us, we, we ask that it gets clearer and is in a higher mm. frequency. So we understand mm. that it comes in our language. Yeah. We don't meet the language of a spirit that comes to us or a tone that comes to us. We don't lower down. And when we do that, that's where we're getting depleted. And that's how fear grabs a hold of you and depletes you and steals away, sucks away joy, peace, happiness, contentment, abundance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If we all noticed that what we're sensing 
on really a millisecond to millisecond basis is energetic. Mm-hmm. What a shift that would be because we we're all, I mean, not all of us, but some of us are stuck in a place where, oh, I'm just so depressed and everything terrible happens and life mm-hmm. is so hard. And it's like, oh, you just want to give them a great big soul hug you know? Yes. Um, it's all energetic. You can choose to shift that. And that's like, we get stuck so much in a victim persona that we almost don't want to shift it because if we were able to, (laughs) those storylines don't get better when you, when fear is involved, this Mm -hmm. is how I refer to it. It's like a lifetime movie or the worst country Western song you have ever heard, (laughs) which is everything is being taken away. (laughs) And there's no promise of hope, right? Mm -hmm. Lifetime movies take you down this like horrible storyline and it's, it's in the backward motion where there is no love, right? Love is present forward. Love is here Mm -hmm. and now. And that's, that's the gift. And if we think we're going to go in the back and change things, you, you can't, you never can go backwards. You can never change or take away or fix. You can be here and now and align repent if needed, um, to repair the energy you're in. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes that alignment looks like releasing attachments, which can really feel like cutting away. It can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So I would love to know what did it look like when you finally kind of pieced together these are these gifts which have always been present Mm. and I could use these gifts to serve the collective in some way. So I came in with this gift of being open and through my childhood, I really forgot Mm. who I was because of experiences that were bigger and more prevalent than me looking at myself. And so I learned to turn off what I could see by sucking my thumb, by, you know, just turning off. Um, I learned that that was a necessary thing for for little Jeannie because it was mm-hmm. terrifying. We lived in a 200-year-old house and for many reasons. And so mm-hmm. I sucked my thumb till I was 11. And the only reason I stopped was because I broke my arm. I had a compound fracture in my elbow. Oh. The bone came out. Uh, yeah, it was like horrible. It was a horrible story. Gosh. I was riding my pony, fell off, boom, bone came out. Um, but it was necessary. It was a gift. It was, mm-hmm. we're going to wake back up. But mm-hmm. I wasn't quite ready. And so I always had the knowing and people would come in and I didn't know that they didn't understand or know these things. I thought they did. So mm-hmm. I would share things and all through school and high school, um, I had friends that would ebb and flow and come in when they had big life experiences. Mm. Um, one one woman, um, one friend in high school, I ran into her a few years ago, right before COVID. I had brought my dad to the doctor and I hadn't seen her in years or, or even remembered her, but I ran into this woman, Dana, and she came up to my dad and she said, I just want to tell you that your daughter saved my life. And what a difference she made in my life. And I had no idea. And 
here I was with my dad and my dad had already had some heart stuff. And you, when you have heart issues, you tend to be, he's welling up and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I had no idea, but I could see that message was meant for me to see and hear, mm. um, kind of like standing back that God wanted me to see, like, that was the journey you, you supported in ways that were quiet and behind the scenes. And then when I woke, woke up to it, it wasn't like, oh, one day I was like, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, no, I had a little shoe boutique and um, I had a really big, scary event happen. I had this man that came into the store. Um, it, my, my business was on this main road and it was in a house that had two, two storefronts and the other store had closed down. So it was just me mm. on this main road and so this guy comes in, there's nobody else in the building and he's walking around and I get this flood of heat. Mm -hmm. I see red and I hear he's going to hurt you. So I, all of my senses opened back up, like in a jolt. I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, what do I do? Get behind the counter I hear. So I get behind the counter. I had built, I had this old bar that I had redone for my counter. Mm -hmm. And as he moved around the store and went in the back room, my angels were just, they were telling me what to do the whole time. Pick up the scissors, hold them, hold them underneath. The phone's going to ring. And when the phone rings, answer it. So I, I do everything as I'm told mm -hmm. in real time. And he leaves. And then they go lock the door. I lock the door. And, and then I had to go get my daughter from school. And it was like, I, there was no time to pause to think about what just happened. Yeah. And then the day got busy and customers and, and both my, my other daughter came into the store. It was just busy. And yeah. I went home and got in bed. We did our, the kids and dinner and all that. And I woke up in the morning or it was, I don't know, maybe it was even in bed that night. And I had said to my husband, oh, I can't go to work. And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, oh, well, this, this happened. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't go there anymore. I have to move my store. And now here's more flood of information. And he was like, in a total agreement, we, there was no, there was no fight or conversation. He mm -hmm. was like in agreement. And when he's in agreement, I was like, something weird is happening because, because <laughs> that's not our, that's not our relationship. <laughs> um, and so again, I followed the voice. I followed the tone and they led me to our downtown and they said, there's a store there. Boom. I went, I saw two places. I took the one well, that they told me I signed a contract and I moved in. I had everything up and set in, in just a few days. Yeah. And that's divine intervention. That's when you mm -hmm. follow and it leads and it leads. And so, you know, slowly I started to be like that there's more to this. There's, yeah. you know, you know, all along, I've always had dreams of departed loved ones. I mm -hmm. just thought everybody did, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then this woman came into the store one day and she's like, um, you get, you do readings, right? And I was like, no. Uh, <sighs> and, I, and I got really angry and I, I thought afterwards, oh, that's a funny response, Jeannie. Why are you so mad? And I, because I thought somebody was talking about me mm. and I wanted, to, I was like prying where she got that information. I thought it was gossip. And, and then I leaned into it and I was like, Oh God, are you really talking to me? Like, is this mm -hmm. real? And, and that's how it all began. Amazing. A remembering. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. A remembering. 
a remembrance. And so, yeah. yeah. It has to be because we have to recognize the fact that we've never been without this. Yes. Yes. And so then it just started coming into it in alignment. Like it started making Mm -hmm. sense. I started like coming all in instead of being all out. Mm. And I, my first book I wrote from the guidance of my angels. They just, they gave me the steps to move in alignment. They said, these are the 12 steps you need. It's a lot like it. You need these steps and you can't go forward until you have these. And so Mm. I did that. Um, And then I started sharing those. And then, you know, I was doing readings and healing sessions and the rest is history. Mm. We're here. We are like 12 years in. Mm -hmm. I had, it's hearing you tell that opened up something for me that I wouldn't necessarily have phrased in the same way, but I had an experience in meditation where I just saw myself in this little boat and I was like paddling furiously, like I've got to go. There's somewhere I'm going, I'm working so hard. I'm going, I'm going. And all the, all the while there's the sail that's just flapping. Now I grew up sailing with my father. So my team uses water images and sailing and fishing and my language. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then there is this voice, very commanding, but very loving. Mm. And it was like, drop the paddle. And so, you know, this image of me just like throws the paddle over and it's like, okay. And the boat turns around 180, the sails tighten, the wind is with with them and we just take off. And then it was like, now hang on. Oh, but that's how it feels when you, it's a surrendering and a remembering to this Mm. alignment. Yes. It's a willingness, right? Yeah. Oh, but it's so beautiful now. And it's free. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's free. I always say healing, whatever it is, wherever we are, right. You were healing. That's you remembering. Mm. It's an agreement it's an agreement to work with love. It's an agreement of you and love are one. Mm-hmm. And we're just so caught up in fear. We, we forget it's that easy just to put the yeah. pedal down. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Something my mentor said that has stuck with me ever since she said it was this one question, how can this be easy? Mm. Has changed my life. That one question. Yes. Mm. Because when we complicate things and we think they have, this has to be difficult. It has to be more complicated. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier, right? That logic mind, that Mm. needing a proof. And um, yes, it's it's an agreement to Mm. say yes. It's an agreement of a yes. Things come to us and we say no, we fight it. And then it comes back around and we're like, oh. Why didn't I do that the first time? It's an agreement. Just if if it's a yes, if God brings it to you, it's a yes. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of recognizing. Again, like what like I had said before, you know, how do we really know? It's it's a full body knowing. It's not a mind knowing. No, some something in your body, right? So it's a and when, and you can't get there if you're not breathing, if you're not mm. allowing your body to um, lead, your heart to lead, if your head is leading, it's mm. going to bring you all over the place. You're going to get busy. You're going to be doing stuff that's not necessary, but the body 
it just wants to be still it wants to it wants to move it wants to it wants to groove and that's when you can go in nature you do some yoga somatic work mm. Mm-hmm. soften yeah it's opening up space and i i tell mm-hmm. my clients just be mm. that's the most powerful thing you can do is stop the effort and stop the working and the trying and don't should all over yourself go somewhere and just be mm-hmm. oh my gosh it opens up this space And that expansive space is the space from which we can then help others enjoy their, their gifts and bring those in service to the world. I mean, that's really what we're here to do, but we can't amplify unless we make the space within ourselves first. And there's that permission slip from, from God, right? Here's, he never said, Mm -hmm. I want you to go it alone. Oh yeah. I want you to go and I want you to work really hard all the time, all by yourself and figure shit out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say this. <laughs> he didn't, you know, Jesus had disciples. He had, he had people that worked with him. And he said, he said like, you're me. And so you're an extension. You are the light mm-hmm. and you're, you need a community. You need other disciples. You need yeah support right mm-hmm. um yeah so leaning in and and tuning in mm-hmm. not meant for us to do all by ourselves because we'll miss we'll miss our own blind spots yeah yeah how have you found it um i guess what's your best practice for cultivating that community for me uh so personally i i leaned into saying yes to the to the things that God brought forward to me, um, which is really, it's funny because you forget and then you are like questioning again, but the more yeses, the more I lean in, the more expansive. So it's like how I met Sarah. We went to a retreat, um, the same retreat last summer and leaning in and saying yes, provided me with more abundance in more areas of my life than I could imagine. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, one area. It wasn't like, oh, this is going to be a financial thing, or this is going to be a healing thing, or this is going to be, it was actually in all areas. And so those yeses enhance your life. So leaning in, and I know this when people come in to work with me, uh, whether it's a private coaching client, or they come to a group reading, they're going to come in and they're, they're yes, it's going to serve them tenfold. They're going to go away with more than they want what they imagine. They want this one thing. We want this one thing, but God will touch all points and it will actually like be more sustainable and lasting when all of those points are touched rather than that one thing that you desire. Yeah. Like, oh so my you, gosh. Mm-hmm. So you could, you could be like pining after relationship or um, you know, a book deal, whatever it is, wherever you are. But really, when you come into a yes, and God brings you to work with someone like you or with me, and you come into that program or that experience, oh, you let go of the reins, you have a surrender, that's a surrender. And you trust that everything that you need is going to be provided for, and then some. Mm-hmm. 
if you're in a lack mentality, you're going to enter and be judgy. You're going to be critical. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be like, me, me, me. You're going to find problems. And, and then honestly, more problems will come to you because that's the yeah. frequency you're standing in. Yes. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, is there, can there be an awareness of that resistance to shift and grow is going to keep you in a same space, which again, isn't wrong or bad. It's just maybe possibly could you, could you let go and give faith the opportunity to grow? Mm-hmm. I I just had this moment of like this image when you were talking about wanting to grow in one area and God grows you in all areas that there was this picture of like a sun with all of these rays coming off of it. And how misaligned would that sun look if one ray were much longer than the rest of them? Mm. <laughs> That's not the way that, that wholeness, you know, all is one God is wholeness. That's not the way that wholeness works in our life. Nothing is separate. So of course, amazing. You said that my husband actually had a near death experience a couple of years ago and, Mm -hmm. you know, he shares the experience. I did a podcast with him Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, him being in this field of purple flowers and he explains it and he's like in the sun and he's like, but it wasn't so much that the sun was the sun and the flowers were the flowers and the purple was the purple. He said, I was the light and the purple and the flat, like, it was mm. a, it was in union and that speaks a lot about our energy like even for whether it's manifestation whether you're working to manifest or you're working to work with your gifts and work with spirit it already is and so it is being in the frequency of it mm-hmm. that you connect to that which you know is possible and is true so if you want to talk to departed loved ones well you already do. Mm-hmm. And it's a remembrance, it's a frequency. And it's it's not something you pine after. It's something you are and you you just and if you want men you want some money, you mm-hmm. you don't go after and pine after and you are that abundance. You are yeah. that you you are the wealthy energy that you desire on the outside. You already are on the inside. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would just add when you recognize, oh, I am, you know, fill in the blank, but I am, that's the ultimate truth. I am. I am. When you recognize that, let go mm-hmm. of the expectation that something then has to unfold according to what you think it should look like. <laughs> or that you have to do something. Yeah. There's some action, right. there's some right action. You must get this right in order for that to happen, in mm-hmm. order for that to be, instead of um, you just get to be because yeah. you are the light and you are the love. Yeah. 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 Like like one small example for me, and and I would have said, you know, many years ago, oh, I don't, I don't talk to people who have passed. But I had this experience when this is such an odd thing to say because it was a funny experience to me in a time that was really not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're burying my father and he was cremated. So he's in this tiny little urn. And I hear him as clear as day, like he's standing next to me going, oh, it's the first time I've ever fit into something that small in my life. 
just, I laughed. It was funny. And I'm like, oh, this isn't funny, but this is really funny. And he has come to me in dreams ever Mm -hmm. since and has said in these dreams, now this was before my like spiritual awakening. So he started coming to me in dreams and saying, I'm not dead. Death isn't real. Right. And I was like, that's not funny because I feel very much like it is and you're not here. Right. But he kept showing up and he kept telling me. And now that I've come through this awakening, I'm like, oh, okay, dad, you were right. (laughs) It's, it's absolutely, it still blows my mind um, when I connect with the soul on the other side. And, you know, it's just, I don't take it for granted because it's, it's so mystical and beautiful and uh, emotional. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, I had an, uh, a funny experience when I was younger before I remembered my gift. I was probably I'm trying to think I was probably like 20 something. I had two kids, my sister's husband, they were separated, but he had died mm-hmm. and, you know, they have this service and the, it, the priest or whatever he was that was giving the service kept calling him the wrong name. <sighs> and his mom had passed away already and his dad was there and his dad had fallen over the casket and was crying. It was horrible. It was like a Ugh. horrible thing to see this man mm. like fall apart over his child's death. And, um, you know, and here's this guy talking about him, calling him the wrong name. Well, I'm, I'm hearing Tom laugh. I'm hearing him going like, and I, and I kept saying like, Oh my gosh, he's getting a kick out of this. This is hilarious. Like he thinks this is so funny. And, um, my husband's like, it's not funny. And I'm like, it really is. He like yeah. wanted it. He wanted yes. to lighten the energy like yep. because it was so devastating for his dad. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember that like weird, like that really happened. Yeah. Am I really hearing yeah. this? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I get that the majority of the time when I connect with someone who's passed. Not anymore because I've been doing it professionally for, you know, <laughs> so long now that it's, yeah, that's my job. Yeah. It's, it's my job now. And now it's like, um, the only time I get a little funny is if it's family, because mm. when you're close to someone and you want to provide, um, I, me inside of me have, I want to get it right. I want yeah. it. I want them. I want it to meet them and fill them. And yeah. I don't want to, yeah. And so that's, you know, that's a, this still a pain point that I'm healing. Um, yeah. but for anyone else, like it's, you know, it just is. And, uh, and I don't go out. This is the thing people ask all the time. Like, well, do you go out and hear people? Mm-hmm. And this kind of circles back to the beginning of our conversation, um, about the energy and, yeah. you know, you, you doing your own, you work, I call it at home every day that sets the tone and no, yeah. I don't, I don't talk to dead people when I'm off duty. Like I don't like I can get on a plane. I go to the mall. I can do the things I want to do in my life and not have that experience unless they tap on me and they're like, this person really needs you. And that has happened. But, you know, I have it set up. I set the scene, not the other way around. Energy doesn't tell you that you have to do this. You have free will. Mm -hmm. So I've set my business up in a way. I turn my on switch on when I'm ready and I let my angels know, let's Mm -hmm. do it. So I come to a point in all my interviews where I like to lighten it up with five random rapid fire questions. Oh boy. Okay. Whatever comes to mind first. 
So number one, what is your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. Mm. What's your current favorite book? Oh, um, I'm, I'm in between, so I don't have a current favorite. I have to say, I mean, you can shout out your books here. Feel free to believe angels don't lie. There you go. (laughs) You can always find me with a fill in the blank with a glass of lemon water. Mm. What is your artistic medium? Ooh, well, I am a painter, so I use mm. um, acrylic paints, and I love to be very messy and creative with that. And finally, the place in nature that draws my soul is? Mm, being in the woods. Uh, being on the beach, too. I like them both. Mm. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram, which is a lot of fun. Um, I do have also a private Facebook group that um, my angels don't lie Facebook group where we've been doing some um, complimentary once a month readings and been hanging out there and my website for all things Jeannie Street and that's JeannieStreet.com. Beautiful. And I'll put those all links in the show notes. So it's really easy for people to find you, but Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Bridget. It was lovely. Mm, Thank you. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Passionate Pursuits, powered by Corns Coaching, LLC. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now. This show is completely ad-free. So if you gain value from listening, please leave a review and share with a friend. I am so grateful for you.